The second round of the playoffs is going crazy right now. Multiple game sevens already secured. Even though the Mavs couldn't make it, there's another way for you to have some skin in the game. DraftKings is offering free-to-play pools every day of the playoffs, offering players a free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes. Again, that's up to $10,000 in total prizes, up for grabs each day. And the best part? It's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $10,000 in total prizes every day of basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. Again, that's promo code T-B-P-N for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hey, Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bibbins, here as always on Twitter at Bibbs Corner and joined by my co-host, Maurice or Reese Williams, at Mind of Reese. Reese, how you feeling? I am feeling fantastic, actually. How you feeling, brother? Let's get into this news and then we'll talk about how I'm feeling. (laughs) Uh, there was some big news this week, actually. Your, yours truly was named one of the top 20 Mavs Twitter followers. Yeah, what the? <laughs> stay, oh, stay with me. Stay with me. <laughs> uh, Central Track. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Central Track, a uh, Dallas-based website that covers all things from food to, to shows and events, uh, actually named me as one of the top 20 Mavs Twitter follows um, alongside Luca, Jalen Brunson, and the actual Mavs account, which was crazy. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird that they put players on the list. Like, I think he ran out of options at that point. <laughs> no, well, no, I was just sitting there waiting to be drafted. <laughs> I actually was listed at number 30. They just didn't put it on the list. Oh, they just, they just, just cut it to 20. Yeah, they, just, they had to cut it to 20, but, you know, I was informed, you know, <laughs> confidentially that I was number 30. Oh, you got sources. Yeah, right. sources. Okay, okay, you know, okay. Media availability and stuff, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> no comment. I'm just, I'm just a guy from Baltimore with 2,000-something followers, bro. Ooh-wee. Okay, so first of all, shout out to Central Track. Was not expecting that at all. Uh, feels good to, to, to be uh, noticed, if you will, uh, especially when you aren't expecting it. Congratulations to you, sir. 
Thank you. Thank you. I don't like patting myself on the back, but I, I, well, gotta, I gotta get I better can't at tell. it. <laughs> I gotta get better at it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, any, any who, uh, Donnie Nelson, I guess was some big news this week as well. Let go after we just talked about him being the longest tenured GM in the NBA. Rick Carlisle decided to leave the team, uh, being the second longest tenured coach in the NBA behind Popovich. This on top of the Haralabah Vargulis, to be referred to as Bobby V henceforth story that broke on Monday via Tim Cato, where we learned that the gambler that Cuban hired three years ago might have been pulling more strings than we previously thought. It was a wild week for the Dallas intercircle, if you will. That's an understatement. We spent a lot of time blasting the Mavs inner circle on this podcast, on Twitter, all over the place. So your boy was in heaven this week watching it all go, go all go down. Every single piece was like, people were, were upset, but these are all the changes that I've been asking for. Donnie Nelson is a dinosaur. He clearly can't relate to these players anymore. That's why we don't ever sign free agents. Rick Carlisle, dinosaur. Doesn't play rookies. How do you have a young team and not play rookies? This team isn't young. We had young players that we recently drafted. They should be getting playing. All right, I'm, let's not say young, inexperienced. Right. Let's say inexperienced because a lot of these guys are older. They just got to the league later because they aren't that talented. I, I'm sorry. Again. That was that was kind of rough. I, I like y'all. If, if, if anyone ever listened, I, I like y'all, but there's Fact. a reason that Maxie didn't get to the NBA until he was 27. That's facts. And that's just is what it is at the end of the day. Um, so when you have young guys, you would think you would try to find 10 minutes here and there for them to play. But Rick wasn't doing that. Rick is stubborn. He's, he's stuck in his ways and it was time for him to go. However, <laughs> Stephen A. impression. The insiders were in their feelings this week. Were they? All the time they spent bashing fans for questioning the front office, for questioning Rick, as recently as this past week saying that they weren't going anywhere and blah, blah, blah. I know this person and that person. They were left with a little egg on their faces and they didn't like it. Now, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know I don't like these inner circle types. There's a lot of gatekeeping that goes on within the Dallas media. A lot of people that feel like they're important because they have access, and most of them don't have a single valuable thing to add to the conversation at all. And so when they see us little people getting love and attention, they don't like it. They want to be the Mavs special little boys. They want to feel like their voices matter, but baby, the world has changed. Everybody has a voice. And when all you can do is make goofy jokes on the broadcast and talk about things that have absolutely nothing to do with basketball, we don't care how many pictures you have with the players, my guy. So when I hear a friend of the show being talked down upon, I can feel the smallness in your voice. That some guy who can't sit where you sit has been vindicated 
for all the complaints that they've been saying having on the timeline that you've seen we know you see it and we hear it we hear the fear in your voice we we know you're scared we know we smell the blood in the water and we aren't gonna stop what we're doing you have the access but we have the people and that's really all i have to say on that signed the guy in south carolina Reese, you got anything to add to this? That's that's it. That's all you had to say. That's all I had to say. I'm not. I don't feel the need to to say names. I might make somebody famous. Oh no, I don't have to say names. But you sure? That's all you got? Because you know, I ran a little different. I might go off the rails a little bit, but I'll still keep it PG. It's all good. Say what you got to say. So look, <clears throat> um, aside from all of the news that's come out of the Mavs front office, there has been a lot of drama in Mavs Twitter this week. Uh, a lot of it stemmed from uh, Tim Cato's nuke of an article, which, you know, shout out to Tim Cato. Uh, the article was fantastic. Um, and, you know, I've dealt with some drama myself, but this isn't about me. This is about the person who you were talking about who had uh a moment on a radio show today to speak down, took time out of his day to address and speak down on someone who's a supporter of us, uh, who's someone who's a very genuinely nice person, always nice on Twitter to people for the most part. Uh, anytime I've interacted with him, he's been nice. Dude has 11,000 followers from Virginia. I'm just, just a guy... I'm just a guy with 2,000 followers who isn't from Texas, you know. Uh, fairly new to Mavs Twitter, I would say. Yeah. Welcome me with open arms. We started this podcast. We were welcome with open arms. Left reviews on the show, you know, supported us. Shares so, the show. Shares the show. So for someone who is working for the Mavs, so to speak. He's on the broadcast. He works for the Mavs. He gets paid. They put food on the table for him. They put money in his pocket. For him, for some odd reason, to take the time out of his day on his radio show, to speak down on this man and try to belittle this man, all because you tweeted something out and when it came back around, you looked foolish and this person looked vindicated. Mm. You sounded like a punk ass. And it sucks because I've always, you know, granted, sometimes I listen to the mass broadcast and I'm annoyed, but I've always kind of <laughs> liked this guy. Like, I've never, you know, looked at it like, maybe I don't see things that others see. But okay. I was like, oh, this dude seems okay. You know, he doesn't seem I'm, too bad. I actually met him in Dallas. He, right. he won't remember that, but right. I met him. He was he a cool guy that. in person. You don't have enough followers. You don't have, you don't, <laughs> you know, you don't, uh, you don't know how to, I don't have how access. to report. Yeah, you don't yeah. have access. You don't know how to report, you know? So it, it sucks. But what also sucks is constantly seeing guys like him and other people who work for the Mavs or people who want to work for the Mavs just like constantly up and down the timeline tooting that ass up like video vixens 
just constantly over and over again taking up for this front office. And you know what? I get it. You work for the Mavs. You will not squander that opportunity and lose that job. I understand. I wouldn't do it either. But in that case, A, just don't share the opinion if you know the opinion is going to be biased and subjective. B, you don't have to talk down on others for their opinions that don't match up with yours because they don't work for the maps. Me and Bibbs don't work for the maps. We don't have to get on this podcast every day and talk, you know, like everything's positive and okay, like everything's going to be fine. We have come on here multiple times and talked about our displeasure with the front office. And now we have been vindicated because they're cleaning house. I have mixed feelings on some things, but at the end of the day, I'm okay with them cleaning house. I'm tired of the big people looking down on the quote unquote little people because they see them as little people. When in reality, our opinions mean more than yours. Your opinion holds no weight because you're being paid for it. So shout out to Kirk Henderson. He'll always have supporters in the Mavs Outsiders. As for the other guy and guys like him. You can kick rocks. Or not. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. You don't have my support. But at the end of the day, you probably don't even care. You got enough followers, right? You're doing fine for yourself. <laughs> Never mind. I'll leave that part alone. That's that's a, that's that's not that's that's a different person. <laughs> nah, it's different a, person. these people don't either. I mean, that's true. They really don't. That's why they're mad. All I'm saying is, put positive energy out. You get positive energy back. A hundred percent. But and if you're putting out this negative energy, you guessed it. That's all you're it gonna is. get that. That's all you're gonna get back. That's all it is to it. <laughs> Treat others how you want to be treated. All the little petty tweets, all the little subtweets. Why? What are you gaining? Nothing. All you all you're doing is showing how weak you are. Showing that these things get to you, that these little people that you look down upon are getting to you. So when you go on your radio show and talk down on a man, he's won. He wins in that exchange. Exactly. Because you now you've made yourself look like a fool and this man has tons of supporters backing him on Twitter. So, you know, I said, you know, my girl came to me and she was like, you know, the Mavs are cleaning house. They need to clean up these media types too. Your what? And... Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> we need to clean up these media types too. And, uh, you know, I, I was, you know, I was hesitant. I said, I, w- I wouldn't publicly call for these people's jobs because they're regular people. They make regular people money. But some of these people need to go to. The Mavs culture is bad all the way around. The fish rots from the head, as we know. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be, I would not be disappointed to see some more changes come down the line. And I think that's part of the problem, too, for, for, for this person in particular. And that's all. I, I wasn't going to go there, but I had to go there. The, the Mavs need a complete overhaul. Branding, everything. They're not a fun team to be a fan of when it comes to interacting with the people around, in and around the team. 
Yeah, maybe change the broadcasting team while you at it. Lee follow will. Yeah, Lee follow will. My fault. Yeah, we love you, follow will. We follow will because Dave. We uh, love you. We love you, follow will. Get Jason Terry in there. Get Sean Marion. Oh wait, John Jason Terry's coaching. Yeah, get 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 one of these these other guys that Jason Terry not coaching. Jason Terry worked for NBA TV. When Jason Terry, hold up, let me find out. I got to check now. I'm pretty sure he just got hired by Arizona. Well, maybe he did. I might be wrong. Because people were suggesting him to be uh, Mavs assistant. Uh, I'm pretty sure. All right, now we're getting off track. Y'all want too many Mavs just to be like, come on, man. Y'all can do better. Come up with other names. Right. That too. It's a whole lot of people want all these ex-Mavs to get all these jobs. And uh, there's other people out there that deserve the jobs who are better. It can't be that. Yeah, it can't be that. Because then we're just doing exactly what I just complained about and reliving the nostalgia. Just bringing all the guys that everybody was in love with 10 years ago back to, to save face. It's we like you, you digging a hole, you're taking your shovel and taking the dirt out and someone's throwing it right back in. Right. All right. So yeah, May of last year, he was hired as an assistant with uh, Arizona. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on. <laughs> um, let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll actually talk about some basketball related right. things. Thank you for bearing with us uh, as we proceed to give you what you came oh here for. Oh my God. What you, oh my God. Nothing, yo, keep going. <laughs> Any, anywho, uh, Donnie is gone. Uh, Cuban Celebrate has- good times, come on. <laughs> so this is not the one you had doubts about. Uh, yeah, Donnie's gone. He uh, Cuban has hired a search firm. Uh, I think it's Tom Ford. Is it Tom Ford? We're going to say Tom Ford. Uh, up in Connecticut, the firm that most, like they they help franchises all across the globe find GMs. Yep. So uh, he, he did what he was supposed to do there and go in external to, to get some names. Uh, Michael Finley's name is also going to be in the mix, which makes it weird that Finley is part of a panel alongside Dirk that will be part of the the process and whittling down. So what's going to happen is the firm is going to give them 10 names or so, and they'll whittle it down to five, and then they'll interview those five people. All right. Sounds good. Um, With Dirk being a part of the search, there was a lot of talk about that being symbolic and blah, 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 blah. How do you feel about it? Uh, I like Dirk being um, being an advisor of such. For the uh, front office, I feel uh, even though Dirk is an older player, Dirk kind of understands the new generation, understands what's needed. Is it necessarily a yes man for Cuban, but he still is kind of in that inner circle. But uh, I feel like Dirk would do right by the franchise. Obviously, he doesn't have too much power. As far as I know, he's just helping with the search for um, general, man- general manager slash uh president of basketball operations so i feel it was smart to do that it was probably also uh, a pr thing yeah yeah so and i think that i mean just you know as a pr person that is something that he needed to do that is a good move because all the yeah. news on the timeline was negative right so if you have a way to bring dirk up in a good light then 
even if it only gets 20%, 25% of people to, to jump on board and feel good about the process, then you've, you've helped yourself. Right. So, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely glad to know Dirk is part of the process. Again, also glad that they're going to an outside firm. I think that Finley being on the panel makes me think that there's almost no way he ends up with the job. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see him ending up with the job which I kind of feel bad about in a sense that, you know, it will be dope to have, you know, uh, uh, another brother get a job as a GM in the NBA, but right. we have to get out of that nepotism. Yes, absolutely. So you have to be fair in both regards. So like I, in, in theory, I would love Finley to be uh, the GM of the team. I feel like he would do a good job. But we have to get out of that brain trust, out of that inner circle. We have to move outward. We, right. yeah, we have to move on from that because if if we just promote Finley and to an extent, we'll get to Jamal Mosley. It's <laughs> just you're continuing the same brain trust and circle. You're not really changing anything. So, right, we need culture change. Part of the process right now is winning back the trust of the fans, because right now we don't believe in this team. We don't trust them to do what's right by us. This this Bob story really threw things into a, a frenzy. You know, people like us already were questioning the front office, but now even the people who believed in them and thought they were doing the right things have had their world rocked with this Bob story. So you can't you can't go with somebody that was in there during all of this at all um i hope he lands somewhere i don't want him to end up unemployed somewhere but uh he can't be the gm uh we know who we want i think masai is the best option out there money should not be an object if it's realistic right if he's interested right and i think for him to be interested that's going to mean he has full control not partial control or anything like that um so yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <sighs> Moving for anything else to add about that, or should we move to the next one? Yeah, we can move to the next one. All right. So the next one, um, we we talked about it after with with Donnie leaving. Carlisle had some things to consider. Is the time right for me to move on as well? And I guess he decided it was right. Uh, already being rumored to the Bucks, even though they currently have a coach who is preparing for a game seven. Which is hilarious <laughs> to me. Right. Like le- little legitimate reports about his name being coming up for the Bucks job. Like, damn. Like, that's the most disrespectful thing to a coach I've ever seen. Son, I've never heard of nothing like this in my life. Like, they're still in the playoffs. Like, like oh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> they like... That was the most natural slip up ever. I understand. I understand. That was the most natural <laughs> slip up ever. So they like, uh, it's just like, now I lost my train. <laughs> All right, let me get myself together. You good? You um, good? Yeah, they like, you know, uh, Rick Carlisle. You know, he may be a candidate for the Bucks coaching job, and I'm just like, you know, they got a head coach, right? And they just like, oh yeah, whatever. Anyway, like, come on, bro. <laughs> that job is not open right now. Like, damn. It's like somebody, somebody said. Somebody said if they uh, if they if they win a championship, I still fire Coach Bud. I saw that too, and I agree. 
actually, how many coaches of the year have we seen get fired? Sometimes it's just time. That's different. <laughs> All right, you're right, you're right. If they win the championship, that's 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 gonna be rough. But uh, it won't be because of him. Because I don't know what he's doing with Giannis, but it annoys me every time I watch a game. That's facts. Watching him back out like a kid that just picked up the sticks on 2K and try to run through people. I truly don't understand. I'll never understand. A team with no bigs, no less. You got two on the court and you got one in the corner and another one driving from the three-point line to try to dunk on four people. Come on. Shit is goofy. NBA coach. I could do better than that. But they ain't the Mavs. Let's let's not get sidetracked. All right. (laughs) Anywho, he's also a a candidate for the Celtics job. uh, The team he played for as a player. Obviously. That's one of the jobs that I wanted him to leave for. So either one is a good good landing spot for him. Either going back home or getting to coach a contender, one of the best players in the league. Um let me take a moment to say something okay because i've um when the rick news came out i was tweeting some things and some people probably you know some people take offense to things and you know they soft so i was saying <laughs> look a lot of mass fans gonna realize the some the grass ain't always greener you know be careful what you wish for now if you listen to the podcast you know i have been a component along with bibs that hey maybe it's time to move on from rick I never came flat out and said Rick needs to go. I've never said that because I'm not sure Mm. because Rick is a fantastic coach. Right. He's a great coach. Does he fit the timeline for this team? Maybe not. Does he fit the culture for this team? Can he, you know, coach this young generation like this? Maybe not. Obviously he has issues with Luca. I feel like some relationships can be mended. And I feel like not everything should be put on Rick because Luca's an asshole. Luca's a hothead and Luca needs to get his attitude together at times. <laughs> but if you have to choose between a head coach who's been there for however long years and haven't really won much besides one title and the rising superstar who would be the face of the league, the choice is a no brainer. So I get that a hundred percent, but <clears throat> Mark Cuban said something at the end of the season. You don't make a move for a new coach unless you know, I'm paraphrasing here, unless you know what you're getting back is much, much, much better. I've seen teams do this before where they've had a really good coach. They fired the coach because they felt it was time to move on. Got a new coach and it didn't work out continue to have a revolving door of coaches trying to find the right one when they had the right one it just it didn't work at the time i don't want that to happen with this team because if you continue to have a revolving door of coaches and then this year's this league's nba especially with the mavericks we have a young superstar on our hands we need to win immediately Coaches don't last long in this NBA if you don't get production, if the t- if the front office doesn't see production. Stan Van Gundy just lasted one season. I'm glad you brought them up. I don't want to see that happen with this team. I'm not sure who the coach can be. All I'm saying is there is a possibility 
that Rick was the right coach for the job and things were just handled terribly. And there's also a chance I'm wrong. I'm not saying anyone's opinion's wrong. I'm just saying consider other factors. That's all I'm saying. And I think that's fair. Like you can't just be all good. Like, and that's part of where I think the people that get defensive about these conversations, it's a fear thing, fear of the unknown. Right. You don't know what's what's over there. We, maybe the coach that we think we can get doesn't want us or whatever the case may be. Um, <clears throat> and like you said, maybe it doesn't work out. I think for me, that's why I'm so in on it being Mosley because we know, first of all, that he and Luca get along. We know that he's able to communicate with Luca. And let me just say, it's not, I think a lot of people hear that he and Luca get along thing and they think it's just a buddy, buddy, they're playing Fortnite together type thing, thing. but it's definitely not that. Luca listens to Mosley. Luca trusts Mosley. Mosley is able to be hard on Luca and Luca receive it and not take offense to it. They have a big brother, father type relationship from what I could tell. Mosley is a relationship manager. He doesn't have one hard style of dealing with a person. That's how you have to be. You have to be adaptable. You have to be able to see how a player reacts to different things and change the way you treat them based on that. That's the type of coach that can get along with all types of different personalities versus having clashes with somebody who's of a strong mind like Rick had with multiple point guards. Multiple people that, multiple players that people consider brilliant players that will probably be coaches one day. Besides Rondo, fuck Rondo. <laughs> He's probably going to be a coach one day. Be ready. I, I, no, that's not what I'm talking <clears throat> about. I'm saying like we're not sympathizing you. with him. Fuck Rondo. I, <laughs> I hear you. He went about it the wrong way, but he has some points. He has some points, but fuck Rondo. He carried himself wrong. But um, fuck Rondo. But yeah, so so yeah, what I, when we when I talk about Mosley and his ability to get through the players, his relationship with players, again, it's not just buddy buddy stuff. Like you can tell he knows what he's doing, and again, being a relationship manager, being a play uh, a coach that players like, that's how you get players to come to your team when people don't expect them to. The fact that you have an active player in Tristan Thompson telling the Mavs to hire Mosley, like he's on a team. A team with no coach. But Mosley coached him early in his tenure when he was with the Cavaliers, and he knows. And he's going to have a job next year. That's not even a question to me. I, I believe if we don't give it to him, New Orleans is hiring him. Why do I think New Orleans? They just fired their coach for not getting along with their player. So you hire a guy that gets along with players. So it's going to be us or New Orleans. And unless you want to see two former Carlisle disciples multiple times a year in our division, it should be us. Now, of course, we have to get the GM first. And I don't, I can't think of a scenario where a GM decides that Mosley isn't the answer, though. I, I can't see it. Becky Hammond is the only other person I would consider because she seems ready. She comes from that Popovich tree. And I hope she gets a job too, even if it's not us. Uh, I have something else to add. I'm not okay. sure if you listened to 
uh, the Low Post podcast with Tim McMahon? Listen to a little bit of it, not the whole thing. Okay. Uh, there was something mentioned where, you know, uh, Tim was discussing Rick and Luca's relationship and Luca kind of had some resentment towards Rick because Luca and Sala Mejri were best friends. Right. And Rick, uh, Sala felt like he was Rick's personal punching bag and Luca yep. didn't like it. Bro, Sala Mejri was fucking trash, bro. I'm going to keep out. it 100 with y'all. Time out. Oh, I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. He was a terrible player. I like Salah. He was a terrible player, bro. Rick was probably in his ass for a reason. He's All I'm saying. These bigs we got on this team right now. At least he blocked a damn shot. He's seven foot fucking two. He should have. At least he dunked a basketball. Barely. <laughs> but Rick really was an asshole to him. I mean. Was it that time when he was uh like he was the fire and passion passion type guy like he was the guy getting in people's faces if they mess with us, and Rick told him to shut up because he had two points or something at one point in the game like you said it to your own player. Man, shit. Come on, Rick. Yeah, but Rick, Rick, Rick had to go. Um, and yeah, Luca, not Luca seeing how you treat his friends. I think I've, I've heard somebody mention that uh. It wasn't just Salah. It was like the way he treated some of the young guys, too. I'm wondering if the Tyrell Terry thing had anything to do with that. Should I not speculate on that? Yeah, I wouldn't speculate on that too much. I'll cut that out. (laughs) You don't have Um, to cut it out just to fuck it. (laughs) Um, Anything else you wanted to add there? Because I'm ready. I'm ready for the new era moving on from Rick. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, I will say this. <clears throat> me and Bibbs both kind of felt like the we needed a culture change, which involved Rick. But I will say I appreciate everything Rick has done. I have no ill will towards Rick. I love Rick. I wish Rick success in uh, whichever team he coaches next. I love Rick. It just felt like it was time to move on. Yeah. And now we're doing that. 100%. 100%. I've never said that Rick was a bad coach. I just think he needs to be coaching a veteran team that's trying to compete for a championship. The fact that the Mavs were able to string him along this this long is, you know, just a testament to the Mavs. Um, <clears throat> and maybe it was Donnie that convinced him to stay. I don't know. <clears throat> maybe that's why he was willing to go now. Now, with all of that out of the way, there was some basketball to talk about. Luca made his debut with the Slovenian team today and came out with 17 assists. I'm about to go viral. Oh, my fault. (laughs) Multitasking, I respect it. 17 assists in his debut with the Slovenia team against Croatia. Mario Hazonia was getting buckets on the other end, but it wasn't enough. Luca, they went up big early. They lost the lead, and then late, Luca went into takeover mode. But before that, it was all about setting up his guys. Yeah, I saw his stat line, 10.17 assists. I was like, oh, yeah, point guard, point guard. Yeah, he was getting all his teammates involved. He was using all the chess pieces on the board, as one might say. Uh, one who is the face of unemployment right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you looked at that game. That's the way Luca wants to play. He had multiple dudes that can actually dribble the basketball. He had a couple guys that could play a little better defense than him. He had a big man that could roll to the basket and catch the basketball. And he had sharpshooters. 
he's in heaven. This this Slovenian run is about to be interesting because I think they're ranked 14th or 15th, somewhere in that range. But that was without Luca these past couple of years. So they they might be a threat for some teams. I don't know about the US, but they might be they might be a little dangerous for some teams. They might go on a little run. So I'm excited for for Luca to have some fun playing basketball for the first time in probably a long time. He deserves it. 100%. I will be tuning in for all of that. Um apparently uh Josh Green is still with the Australian team. They're at 19 people right now. So we'll see if he makes the final 12 man roster. Uh with 50 seconds left in the game, it's looking like Joe Ingles might be headed back. So uh, that's one less spot. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to get sidetracked by that. Any Anything you want to talk about, uh, Luca, or anything there? Uh, nah, I didn't get to watch the game, so not much I can say. I'm going to try to watch. I'm going to try to catch uh, games in the future, hopefully. But, uh, you know, I hope he enjoys himself. I hope he has fun, man. He Luca has been – Luca has done a lot for us. He enjoys the – he deserves to enjoy having basketball if that's what he wants to do. Enjoy playing basketball if that's what he wants to do. During his little press conference yesterday, he said that uh, he didn't play basketball for a week and he missed it. So, um, yeah, he came out he – was, he was throwing underhand lobs and stuff like that from the three-point line, like in traffic. Showing off. Yeah, he was he was having a blast. Asshole, <laughs> Luca was in full effect. It was in his hometown. It was beautiful. I was I, again very happy for him. He he seems to be enjoying life right now, despite everybody in Dallas panicking. And like you said, he deserves that. Um, one other thing I did want to note: Dalton Trigg was the first to point it out. I think other people started noticing it also. Uh, but Dal- to say. Dalton pointed out that not a single mass player has posted anything on social media about <laughs> That's fucked up, man. Not a single man has had a word to say. I think I saw Tyson Chandler tweeted something. But you know, they 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 did some stuff together. So. Right. They OGs. So that's that's a, that's expected. But none of the current players have had a word to say about Wrigley. Um, so some you know, you can read into that if you like. I would. But with that said, it has been an interesting, interesting evening, an interesting week. Uh, have fun with this episode. And I did. I did. Yeah, this was this was good, even though short and sweet too. I don't know about the short. I don't know how long what time we started. It ain't no hour. You think all right, we're gonna find out in a minute. Well, I, yeah, I was recording early, you're right. <clears throat> Anywho, uh we said we were gonna talk about Invincible and all that good stuff, but we might have to save that again. Yeah, save that, save that, save that. I haven't watched Loki yet anyway. I have. I've been watching Shit's Creek actually. I have not. James D. Grambo. I watched one episode, like I said, I didn't like it, but I I, <clears throat> I, I like it now. I'm, too, I'm through two seasons already. I am going to see F9 Thursday. Is that this coming week? Okay, okay. Yeah. Um. Oh, there is one thing I wanted to plug tomorrow or today, I guess, is Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> it was a really good film that came out last year. It's being re-released in theaters. Uh, it's, I think it's a wider release than it originally received called Miss Juneteenth. Uh, Nicole Beery is the lead. And I was supposed to get an interview with her, but things fell through. Anywho, uh, really good movie, actually. Really good movie about a uh, woman who won the Miss Juneteenth pageant in the, I believe it was Fort Worth area. And... Now her daughter is at that age and she wants her daughter to go through the pageant. She never did anything with her life. 
And so she's trying to, to relive it through her daughter. And uh, again, really interesting movie. It's a drama. Um, I know it sounds a little <laughs> soft, if you will, but no, definitely check it out if you get a chance. It's in theaters. I believe it's also still on streaming as well. So just had to shout that out. Happy Juneteenth to all my peoples. Free-ish since 1865. And with that, peace. Peace. <laughs>